up, world? Welcome to Apocalypse Now, the movie hangout show from us, Apocalypse Movies. I am your host, Jacob Bartley, and hopefully I'm not talking too fast this time. I'm going to slow it down for you guys. <laughs> but of course, I am joined by Brian Avlacino, Jake Berlin, and Gio Ramos hanging out in the Batcave. What is up, guys? Yeah, sorry about that. It's a little dark in here. Um, try my best. Dude, you're good. You're good. I like it's, it. It's mysterious. Yes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so, you know, a lot of things going on in the world, but we are here to talk movies, the thing that we love to do. And I don't know, is Keith joining us today, guys? He should be a little bit later, yes. Yeah, so hopefully Keith will be jumping on here soon. I, at first, when we we first hopped on here, I was like, wait, what day is it? Because I know it wasn't a Friday. And I was like, is it Tuesday? I was like, no, it's Thursday. So <laughs> uh, a little bit of adjustment period there for the Thursday show. A little bit of growing pains. Yes, for sure, for sure. Uh, but yes, this isn't the only show we do, even though we don't do as many shows as we used to. Uh, our other show that we do is called The Casting Table. We could not let it go. It is just too much fun. And that is our show where we do fan casting. And we don't care what anybody says. We love doing fan casting. People might say it doesn't matter who plays what character as long as they're a great actor. F that. I love fan casting uh, some of my favorite characters and some of my favorite actors. You can check out that show. We we have uh, dozens of episodes up already. You can go to our YouTube channel and there's a casting table playlist. You can find it out there. And we would love to hear some suggestions from you guys, the viewers, on who we should cast. Um, and we're thinking about maybe putting up some more polls on some other characters we should cast as well. So let us know who you think we should cast. And basically the idea is we just take a known character, whether that's in a comic book property, uh, an X movie franchise, uh, a current movie franchise, a character that we could see possibly being done in the next two to five years. And we cast them in our own eyes and kind of explain why we see that actor as that character. So like I said, go check it out. Let us know who you want us to do next, and we will consider it. But yes, as well as our other shows, we do another segment on this show called the Movie Watching Challenge. And uh, two days ago, I was going to say that. <laughs> two days ago, we assigned, we chose four films that Keith is going to be challenged to, uh, and one of them has won. So, Brian, are we going to show them which movie has won? I got you tonight. I think Mr. Berlin gotcha. gets to take controls today. Yes. Um, okay, so before we reveal the before we, we reveal this, uh any guesses on which one do you guys think will uh which movie won? If so, so if I haven't, haven't looked, looked at it. I, I hope it's have. not mine. So here here are the four. We have Grandma's Boy, I Love You Man, Primal Fear, and Troy. Um, any Ooh. thoughts on which one do you think may have won? I think it's between I Love You Man and Troy. Um, a lot of times it's the most popular film on the list. Uh, and I Troy. guess that's Troy. I would say Troy. But second close is I Love You Man. That's my guess. I don't know. I'll say Troy first, Primal Fear second. Boom. Ah, there we go. Boom, boom. That's nice. the movie Keith will be watching over the weekend before Tuesday's show. Hey, Jake, you know, I've challenged him to that like three times and it never got, it never gets picked. I'm so excited because I, I really love this movie. I haven't seen it in a long time. I'm going to get a chance to rewatch it um, and do the little uh, review with him uh, over the weekend or before Tuesday's show. Uh, and just like Brian said, Primal Fear actually came in second. Um, followed by a really? lovely man and then grandma's boy. Yes. Wow. 
I, I didn't think a lot of people knew what Primal Fear was, but apparently... Yeah, so uh, Troy had 50% of the votes. Uh, Primal Fear had 26%. I Love You Man had 15 and Grandma's Boy got 9. Nice. I'm guessing some of our viewers, like, hopefully they know us, like, know our personalities, and they probably thought that Primal Fear <laughs> would be a good Keith movie. Because it's a mm-hmm. it's a low-budget mm-hmm. film, and uh, Richard Greer, Edward Norton, it's amazing. So maybe one day he'll watch that. But I love Troy. Troy... That's a good choice right here. He made Troy is one of my favorite movies of all time. So I, I'm all the time, really. Yeah, it's a it's a top twenty five er for sure. Interesting. Okay. Cool. 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 Yeah, definitely. Uh, Yeah, Keith, you're finally watching Troy. You're gonna see how much of a badass Achilles is in this movie. Yeah, seriously. (laughs) I I Uh, like that we're getting so in uh, famous on Twitch that we have spam bots. That makes me happy. <laughs> wow. Get out of here, bots. Damn bots. Interesting. Hey, th- are you sure they're not real people? I don't they're know. 100% not real people. <laughs> uh, we, we can pretend. We can pretend. <laughs> um, just for ourselves. We'll work. But yes. Uh, so one of the biggest things in movies recently, and just something that's been going on for the you know past couple of years that we've been excited for, is the Dune movie. The Denny Villeneuve uh, Dune adaptation uh, of course, adapted from the classic novels, and apparently they, they're just doing the f- like the first third of the novel, the first novel, right? In this movie is what I've heard, which is kind of crazy. Which is actually probably a smart thing to do because it's I heard it's a huge book, so <laughs> maybe you don't want to cram all of that into one film. I've heard nothing about. I've heard nothing but how big this book is. I'm looking up to yeah, see so this. that's what I heard they that they're only doing like the first third of it, which is cool. I, I, I like the idea of breaking the book up into a trilogy uh, for, I don't know if that's what they're doing or not. Or if they're oh, there's six or of them. What. Yeah. yeah there's, but there's a lot of them. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Of oh, them. I so, thought it was just one book. If this movie uh, hits, they, it could be a franchise and, and we'll see, but you know, all of us are excited for this movie, maybe for different reasons, but uh, let's go to you, Gio. What did you think of this trailer, man? So I actually tried not watching the trailer because I tried doing um, a trailer reaction to it and that failed miserably. So I just saw the trailer about 20 minutes ago. Ooh. Wow. Holy shit. <laughs> Sorry. Excuse my language. You're good. I, all right. Look, it's I know nothing about Dune. Okay. I even avoided the set photos. Okay. I knew that Daniel Villanueva was directing it, which is always a plus. But man, the scope of the movie, the sci-fi, just the, the whole feel to it, the landscape, the actors and the characters that they're playing. Again, I don't know who these characters are, but Jason Momoa with no beard, like it looks like a badass. And um, was that Dave Bautista I saw in the trailer? Yep. Yeah, yeah, there was. Man, hardly recognize him, man. He looks like a more badass version of Drax. But um uh, Jake, you could probably tell us more about this. I'm definitely looking forward to it. I actually want to read the novel. I'm going to make that a mission of mine to read the novel before the movie comes out. Um, wow. We'll see. I don't know. But um, Audiobook it. Well, yeah, true. Uh, I mean, it's a long drive to Oregon. So um, definitely looking forward to it. Uh, definitely want to know more about it. And uh, I, I'm, I'm hoping. like This is one of those movies that I might break my rule and go see, go to a movie theater this year because wow. just 
based on the trailer, it looks like a movie that deserves to be seen in IMAX. I mean, it looks incredible. Yeah, and is it does it still hold a November release date or it got pushed, right? It hasn't been officially pushed yet. Okay, but it, it is November if it doesn't get pushed. Do you guys I can I ask you guys a question? Do you guys think if because Wonder Woman is <clears throat> on the fence right now, if Wonder Woman moves, do you think this movie moves? They already said that if they push Wonder Woman, Dune will be pushed back with it. That sucks. It, it'll be so if Wonder Woman gets pushed back, this will be pushed back to 21, 20, 2020, 2021 is what I'm trying to say. Excuse me. Yes, Jake. And I, w- I would I think it's safe to say, you know, this is your favorite director and you're probably the most excited about it out of all of us. So I don't want to take any of the heat away from you. So let's what what are your Brian, thoughts? On shut right up. Shut I'm up. way more excited about you are, you are such you are so full of it. You are <laughs> I mean, so I guess I higher than you at the beginning. I, I guess we can't measure excitement. No, but what, I just, what was it ranked look, for you, Brian? Number two. It was ranked number number one for me. No, it wasn't. Yeah. No so, time to die was ranked number two. So like I just know that this is Jake's Get out of here. If, if David Fincher was directing it, I would be the most excited about it, probably. So it's just, I just want to go. Jake, wh- I, did you love this trailer or not? This or trailer is one it? of the most beautiful things I've ever seen in my entire <laughs> life. Like, as, as a film, as, as far as film goes, this trailer is one of the best looking things I've ever seen in my entire life. Now, the funny thing is, when Brian, did, Brian and I did our reaction the other day, I said, I have no effing idea what's happening in the trailer, but I am so incredibly excited for what's happening because uh, obviously you guys know how I feel about Denis Villeneuve and and him as a director. I think that he is the best in the game today. Uh, There isn't anything that he has touched that I haven't loved to this point. Um, I was an incredibly massive fan of uh, Blade Runner 2049, and so this has a very similar taste it's a very different film clearly um but it's a very similar taste in the fact that it's a giant scope it's a property that's been touched before um he's bringing it to modern day audiences but in the only difference that i could say is that i would probably say that he probably learned from his mistakes on and and there weren't any it was just a it was an audience-based thing on the fact that blade runner didn't get any support from audiences when it should have. And I know some people don't feel the same way as I do, but the movie didn't get watched in theaters when it should have. It didn't get the money. It was a film that well, a uh, lot of people blame the marketing for that. Yeah. And you know, and, and a lot of it was, um, you know, it, there was chances of Oscars and Ryan Gosling was incredible. And Harrison Ford was in it. And Anna de Armas kind of like hit the scene in the movie. And there's a lot of aspects to the film that, that deserve a box office run, but it oh, didn't no. get the support. And I am terrified that this movie is going to have the same exact outcome. There's I am no terrified way. because There's Dune no is a very obscure property. Um, it's it's not you know like the modern day space adventures uh, that you know like the Star Wars or the Star Treks. It's not that type of stuff. It's very uh, political. It's very story driven. Um, it's, it's about classes and social class, like social classes and stuff like that. And, and who you are within and, and like, obviously in the trailer, um, Timothy Chalamet talks about, you know, um, becoming this person that he was supposed to be and letting the fear go. And without fear, only him stand, only him is left. And it's just, it's that, it's a very deep film a deep story about characters. And a lot of the time those movies, don't make as much money 
because a lot of those movies are what are called indie films. You don't get those type of films that have a gigantic budget like this. And so it really does scare me that people aren't going to cling on to this. I know in our circle, we're going to cling on to it like nothing else. We're going to cling on to it like nothing else. But as far as just the regular moving going audience, I hope that they approach it differently. I hope that Warner Brothers realize what they have on their hands because this trailer is magnificent. It is incredible to look at um, from start to finish. The imagery, the uh, you know, the cinematography, uh, the voiceover from Timothy Chalamet um, is incredible, as well as Stellan Skarsgård's uh, um, voiceover that's in there. Uh, and so just everything about it. The cast is just mind-blowing good. Uh, and so I, I, I can't say enough good things about this. The only thing that I will say is that the song choice was a little odd. Yes, it, thank you. It, it is- was a little odd. I wanted, I, I wanted a score-based yep. music in the background more so than, yes. um, than actual music. Uh, and you know what? That's fine. It's a first trailer. We don't know exactly when the movie is happening, um, so they can definitely correct that. But uh, it, it does say something that, coming from my perspective, because because with trailers, music plays a huge part, right? It plays a huge part. Like we talked about with Aquaman, how we all love the movie, but those weird Pitbull songs just didn't fit inside the movie, right? Same oh, thing with this trailer. At Geo, come on, come on. Geo. <laughs> they did not. Anyway, anyway, um, I'm just I, I was just saying that because it was the most recent thing I could think of. Um, well, but I mean, it says something to this trailer, and I know I'm talking a lot. But the final yeah. thing I'll say, the the. It says something to this trailer that I am over here for minutes talking about the footage with the music still being not my first choice. Like I'm still that impressed with what I saw and music plays a huge part in how you feel about footage. And, and so kudos to everyone involved. Um, it's crazy because Denis Villeneuve has had a set of, uh, he's had Roger Deakins shoot a lot of his films. Roger Deakins isn't shooting this film. It's someone different. And so, the film still looks that good and it's not Roger. I mean, just everything about it. I'll stop talking about it. Just everything about it. <laughs> Wait, well, hold on. Was it, what was the name of the song or the song? I don't remember because I was too blown away by the visual. Just that lady singing like, uh, like, that's all she was. I think no, it, it was, was, it was like an actual track. Let me look. I think it's a uh, no, I'm sorry. Song. It was, it was, no, no, no. It was Eclipse by Pink Floyd. It was the Pink Floyd song. Oh yeah. Yeah. So uh, before <laughs> we go to Brian, I just want to say, I agree with you on the song, Jake. I don't I feel like now every trailer has an actual song in it and I'm and it works for some movies like it works for Suicide Squad but God, it doesn't work for stop stealing every I'm going to say movie and I, just please marketing team stop putting songs no, wait a minute. Hold on, on these epic movies No 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 but doesn't that work for the movie like doesn't to Jake's point about Blade Runner and not people going to watch it if you put a song in the movie that kind of goes with it. Doesn't that tell the audience that, hey, this is actually a fun movie. Come watch it. Like, you'll be entertained by it. Isn't yeah, the but, so part of the draw? I, I will... So, I will say that for certain movies like Fast and the Furious, for example, Suicide Squad. Those movies need the soundtracks. Guardians of the Galaxy, Dune, and Blade Runner do not need soundtracks. They, well, no, they no, need no. scores. They don't need music inside the films right. or the trailers. No. They, they should be based on scores that people like Ludwig Gornson or Hans Zimmer or those type of people that create the music without the actual lyrics. No, I agree. Like the, 
you don't need movies in the song, but to draw people with the trailer, don't you need something contemporary? Because look, uh, to your point, Jake, people aren't watching Blade Runner 2049, you know, unless there is a trailer that really draws them, you know, that was the point part of the recipe for success with Suicide Squad was that it drew people from the trailers because they use catchy tunes and like it, it, it doesn't it doesn't mean the quality of the movie will succumb to these um, th these types of music but to draw people in you know what i mean i, I will say and i and this just came to mind um and brian i'll let you talk after this i promise um that the perfect example of what you could do you don't need lyrics give us a rendition of a song like wonder woman did Give us a rendition yeah, of a song that doesn't that. have lyrics. Like a, just the the music of it, you know, the, the instrumentals beat of, of it, the, the song. That, yeah. That's recognizable. It doesn't need to have the lyrics because we're worried about looking at the visuals with this type of song or uh, movie. We don't need the lyrics over while we're trying to hear them listen or or looking and trying to find figure out what's going on. I I'm I'm okay with doing a score. Or doing like what with what Wonder Woman did and what Black Widow did, both of them in that for first trailers of creating a song, a rendition of a song that we already know. And so I, I just for these type of films, keep the lyrical songs out of it. That's that's the last thing I'll say. Brian, go ahead. You haven't said I, anything. I agree, and I just think that like <laughs> it takes it like takes me out of the trailer to be honest. But and I'm not going to talk about. <laughs> he he kicked himself out because he wasn't getting time. <laughs> The movie. Yeah, but I'm not talking about how other people see it. I'm talking about how I see it. It turns oh, me off. To the I, I, hey, we're gonna watch it no matter what. They, they yeah. ain't worried about us. They're worried about the people. Yeah, who no, that's true. That's you're right about that, Geo, for sure. Um, Seriously, Rachel. Seriously, <laughs> Brian, you have 25 minutes. Go. Yeah. <laughs> Next 10 minutes, talk about whatever the hell I want. Go for it. He's not even gonna talk about this. He's gonna. Yeah. <laughs> No, I've got nothing left. You, you assholes took everything. I haven't even talked no, yet. Give your opinion. I haven't even talked yet. I thought the trailer was fantastic, but I hated the music. And then I was just, <laughs> and then literally I was gonna say a perfect example of something is when look at Suicide Squad. That the best <laughs> thing and then the movie turned out to be uh, blue. But I got nothing anymore because you guys took every single goddamn thing I was gonna say. So okay. Yeah. Brian, why why are you so excited about it though? Why was it your number two on your most anticipated list? Because it just sounds dope. Like, oh the cat. because of this. Wait, wait, Brian. Because of this. Because of this. Boom. No, I'm because of that. Off by that. It looks like a giant. Because ball. no, but, because of that. That is incredible. Sam no. Arms. Um, I the cast is incredible. Um, I will watch anything. Uh, Timothy Chow. Timothy Chalamet is in uh, just like uh, Sorsha Ronan. Those two are fantastic in my opinion. Um, but um, I'm, it's so funny. Good comparison right here. That's a great. Oh, comparison. Uh, hell yeah. Very similar. Very similar. That, I, that marketing. I, is terrible. Sorry. No, what were you going to say? Now I'm curious. <laughs> no, I was going to say the marketing for Valerian was terrible. But. Oh yeah. Um, I'm, I, God damn it. No, I was going to say, forgot. <laughs> I don't know. No, but you're right, Brian. You were talking about the cast when we did our most anticipated video. You actually, I think you said the reason you're so excited yeah. is because of this cast. And the cast isn't huge. Yeah. It's ginormous. Like, 
Josh Brolin? Is did I see Josh Brolin in the trailer? Yes. Oh yeah. This is literally like an Avengers type, like a team up movie type cast. That's how big this an ensemble for sure. Yes. Thank you. That was the word I was not thinking of. It's huge. It's absolutely huge. Um, and especially I just realized my keys are in the door and they've been in the door for the last 12, like 10 hours. Um, (laughs) (laughs) but, uh, wow. Uh, I just, Caught, it's not at the corner of my eye. Uh, but yeah, this cast is insane. Absolutely insane. And visually, he's going to kill it. Like, Rebecca Ferguson is amazing. Has Needs to be in more stuff. Oh, that's her. Yeah. Wow. Um, but Not to mention Zendaya. I mean, there's so many people. Oscar Isaac film. as his dad. Oscar Isaac, yeah. Oh my goodness, it's it's incredible. I, it's so funny though because the thing that I keep thinking about more than everything, it, anything is, holy shit, Star Wars ripped the fuck off of Dune, big time. Like, it was a big influence. It, it that Flash Gordon, it was all really big influences for sure. If I mean, they literally have even so- Valerian. <laughs> Sand crawlers did, yeah. Sand crawlers, they're in the desert. <laughs> like, what else? Hey, Dune has an opportunity to take the throne as far as being the sci fi blockbuster in Hollywood. Star Wars is a little bit on a downer. We don't know what Avatar 2, 3, 4, and 5 will be. Like, Dune, if, it, if it's a really hit, it has an opportunity. Well, Star Wars isn't included in that because Star Wars is sci fi fantasy. That's just my opinion. I, Ugh. I. I'm going to completely disagree with you, though, Jake, in saying that you're afraid that this is going to flop. I don't think there's a chance in hell that this flops. We were saying the same. We were saying the same thing about Blade Runner. No, I think Jake's actually right about that. No, there's a difference when your lead is just Ryan Gosling and Harrison Ford. You have that's all you need for a movie to do well. That, that's going to be what? great. But Robin Wright as well, like Jared yeah. Leto. Okay, I mean, that's great. There's a list of like 10 to 15 names in this with one of, well. the, one of the most visually amazing directors of all time. And like, there's no way there. I don't see a snowball's chance in hell that this movie doesn't do well. Yeah. So I hope so. Trust me. I, I mean, so. I hope so too. But the thing is, I casual movie fans don't know who Denny Villeneuve is. They know his well, movies. It's if it's not go, just that Ca- casual fans these days they don't they go to a movie to see what it, to because of what it looks like not because of who's in it they yeah. they go because of because of what it looks like not be, there's very and, few actors that bring people to the box office well that's the Tom thing Tom Cruise is one of them The Rock yeah. is the other I was there's gonna two say off the top of my head I was gonna say Brian Brian's point casts don't bring in don't bring box office anymore and. Well, and it used to be one actor would bring in a lot of box office, but it's not a, a big of enough influence anymore to, to do that. Well, and the thing is, what's going to make this movie make money is its reception. Is If it is just a masterpiece and everybody agrees. And I think it's going to do two things. I think, it's, I think it's the next Lord of the Rings franchise where... It is just this epic, just 
universally loved Oscar nominated box office success and the next avatar where it's so visually stunning that it just blows people away and everybody's talking about it and they have to go see it. That's how it's going to make money. And that's, I just think it's going to hit all just everything, all of those points, to be honest, this, <laughs> like I was excited for this movie too, of course, because just I, I'm, I'm a sci-fi fan. I, I, Denny Villeneuve is a great director. The cast is incredible. All the reasons that you guys said, but I never got more excited until I saw this trailer. Like, it's just welcome it's everything club, we Jacob. want. Welcome to the club. It's everything we want. And I was thinking about it. Like, can you imagine if we, we ne- like we never, we didn't really know who Denny Villeneuve was and we didn't, and Dune was an original property. Just to say, for example, and you just saw this trailer out of nowhere, like, you knew this sci-fi movie Dune was coming, but you didn't really know about it, had a good cast, and then you saw this trailer, I feel like we would just be absolutely blown away. We already are, but there was a lot of anticipation for it, right? Like, if it just came out of nowhere, we would be like, oh my god, I have to see that movie. That's how good this trailer is, and I, like, it gave me chills, to be honest, when I was watching it. It really did. So, um, Can I pause and do a completely side topic and just, I just... I, I need this to be on film. So What's I that? Um, Jacob, have you seen Sideshow lately? Uh, what do you mean? Because um, this just got announced an hour ago. <laughs> yeah, the Clone Wars Obi-Wan. Oh, my goodness. No way. Yeah. Oh. He's standing on top of a battle droid. Are uh-huh. you serious? I'm going to have to get, hold on guys. I'll be right back. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, man. I, that, we're going to be talking to Obi-Wan today a little bit. I think we are. Well, we were pretty much done with the Dune trailer. It looks awesome. We want to know what you guys think of the Dune trailer. Brian, how can they let us know that? I don't know. You tell me. You tell me. No, I'm kidding. Um, by commenting, of course. But, oh mm-hmm. no. I don't do the singular. <laughs> I like Come uh so yes comments likes and subscribe i see this is why i don't like doing it, all you do all you three do is laugh in the background no no we you, were we no. were laughing because I, I threw you up on screen <laughs> can this be an ad can this be our ad oh on when people go to our channel <laughs> come on brian you gotta do that you gotta do that you gotta do it man I'll leave you right here. I promise. My hands will be up. Hands will be up. I'm just kidding. Uh, If you like what you're seeing, we would appreciate you to hit that like button because it uh, helps our ratings go up and it is good for the algorithm, as Jake likes to say. Um, But yeah, make sure you're subscribed because we're doing random crap like this all the time. Uh, And we have fun watch alongs and stuff like that to follow along to. Uh, We're all over. Anchor, Spotify, Breaker, Stitcher, who knows what the hell else there, YouTube, everywhere. It's everywhere. So, uh, yeah, go check us out. Perfect. All righty. I'm going to clip that out. I'm going to clip that out. Yes, please, please. Um, All right. Our next topic is something that may or may not get my blood going. And if you guys didn't know, uh, I almost said Ray, but Daisy Ridley revealed... Jake typed in Ray. a little bit about <laughs> she is Ray. 
Jake yeah. is right. Ray, Ray reveals truth about Ray's heritage. <laughs> and it's a little bit to do with the Obi-Wan Kenobi. And uh, basically, there was a chance that she was had a connection to Kenobi. She revealed that that was. And they kept going back and forth with it and landed on the Palpatine thing. But Jake, I'm going to have you tell the viewers what exactly went down. Yeah, so uh, Josh Gad uh, uh, was a substitute host, a guest host on the Jimmy Kimmel uh, live show uh, a few days ago, and um, he has a really good relationship with with Daisy Ridley. Uh, they were in Murder on the Orient Express together, and that's when those were really funny videos of Josh Gad essentially hounding Daisy for any kind of facts about Star Wars mm. um, went out into the public, and so... Um, he brought her on the show. She was one of the guests that night and they got in a conversation about some stuff and he was just asking some simple questions. And this, uh, after asking, I don't have the exact question up, but this is what Daisy really had to say about, um, when did you know that you were Palpatine's? Got it. So this is what, this is what Daisy really had to say about, um, Ray's lineage, uh, or heritage, um, in the sequel trilogy. Uh, quote, at the beginning, there was toying with an Obi-Wan connection. There were different versions. Then it really went uh, really went to it was no one. And then it came to episode nine and JJ pitched me the film and was like, oh, yeah, Palpatine is granddaddy, said Ridley. Then two weeks later, he was like, oh, we're not sure. So it kept changing. So then even as we were filming, I wasn't sure what the answer was going to be. Um, there was some really other cool stuff, too, on a positive side as far as... Uh, her saying that never say never to her coming back as the character. Um, you know, if they come up with something good enough that, you know, and, and time is right, she would happily play Ray again, which is a cool positive note compared to what we just read. But uh, this is going to be the bulk bulk of our conversation. And um, let's just let's just start with the idea of of her possibly being a connection to Obi-Wan. We'll get to the whole um, it kept changing thing towards the end of the conversation. Um, we don't want to spend too much time on it because I'm sure some of us might get a little frustrated. But uh, let's go ahead and start with the beginning of this. And this is the Obi-Wan connection. The fact that during the uh, development of The Force Awakens, um, the Obi-Wan connection was a possibility. And we had talked about it multiple times on this channel. Uh, Geo, Jacob, and I were the only three on this channel back at that time. And we we had thrown out the idea of her being connected to Obi-Wan. And the fact yeah. that it was it was possible um, and that it was being conversed about is, is really cool. Uh, Jacob being the... Be, the Obi-Wan guy here. I'll, I'll let you go off on this one first, man. I mean, just the beginning of that conversation about them toying with the idea of an Obi-Wan connection. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I'm not surprised to hear it because I just, it, it made sense, right? Like we, we speculated, we had so many thoughts. Is she Luke's daughter? Is she Han and Leia's daughter? And the one that always made sense, I felt like was that she was connected to Obi-Wan somehow. We, we talked and not that it matters too much, but for some reason, Obi-Wan Kenobi has a British accent, right? And maybe his children Scottish. have British accents. Is it Scottish? <laughs> He's Scottish, but yeah. Oh, is he? Oh, okay. Well, whatever. Like, has has like a... a it's a, a European accent. European accent, you know? Like a Caucasian European accent, right? And maybe his offsprings did, and then maybe she ended up having one. So... Uh, I just thought like, and the whole thing in the force awakens where Ray, these are your first steps. It's like, it's so random, right? Is Obi-Wan like, are only the Jedi that we know the ones reaching out to these force users? Like there's been hundreds of thousands of Jedis throughout the history. 
And why didn't one of those other random ones come and say, Ray, these are your first steps. It happened to be Obi-Wan. So it made sense. And it just, and we talked about this too. And other people speculated about this. She felt like an Obi-Wan. She felt like a Kenobi. The way she moved around uh, Starkiller base, kind of the way she walked and like the way she wasn't, she wasn't like the most, I don't know. I don't want to say she was clumsy, but she kind of just like the way she moved was kind of like young Obi-Wan in a way. And I just think it kind of made sense to me. And she had the features to look like she was related to him. So I I liked it a lot. And of course, I'm a big Obi-Wan Kenobi fan, so I would have loved it. And I think Ray Kenobi sounds the coolest, <laughs> to be honest. And I'm, those might not be good enough reasons, but I feel like it would have made sense. And because, look, we have tons of, not tons, but the Skywalker family has enough going on, right? The Solo, we have Ben Solo as the kid. It would have been cool to have another Kenobi in the Star Wars lore. So, you know, I'm I'm glad they at least considered it, but it, you know, it's unfortunate it didn't happen. Uh, Geo, yeah, I echo what Jacob said. You know, we literally spent hours back in yeah. 2015 talking about this. I mean, every other Apocalypse Now episode or news episode was. You know, Ray this, J.J. Uh, Abrams says that, and so on and so forth. And um, I'm not going to lie. I really did like the uh, Kenobi um, idea, you know. And it's not to take away that the Palpatine uh, wasn't a surprise. I mean, uh, for me, at least it was – I did not see that coming at all. Um, but just hearing Daisy really talk about the uncertainty – even going into the day of the shoots is just, uh, it's, it's frustrating and it's disappointing. Um, it makes me, uh, you know, uh, root even more for the Dave Filoni to take over and Favreau because they have a really good thing going on with the Mandalorian. Um, and I'm glad she wants to come back. You know, not every Star Wars actor feels that way, but the fact that she's, she's the only one of the sequel trilogy, her and Adam Driver, I think. Well, yeah, I mean, they were the best parts and arguably had the most to do with their characters. Um, so, yeah, it's great that she wants to come back. Uh, and it, it's just, uh, it's unfortunate to see them be so reactionary you know, as a studio to fan reception and whatnot, instead of just follow the plan, you know, like go through it. You know, if, if you've already invested so many millions of dollars and years of writing into this uh, new trilogy, which had so much promise in the beginning, like we all came out of Force Awakens, like ex more excited than ever about Star Wars. And each installment after that kind of just, took away from that excitement and enthusiasm. And if it wasn't for the Mandalorian, you know, who knows what the state of this uh, franchise would be right now, at least on screen. So, um, you know, uh, uh, the good news is Mandalorian's coming out at the end of the month, I think next month. So there's that, but, um, yeah, this is, uh, disappointing. Brian. Yeah. Uh, I came in, obviously a little after this um but one of our first videos she he was obi-wan kenobi was my guess of who she was related to 
that that was my original guess for the exact same reasons that uh <laughs> that Jacob said uh is that is the accent I immediately went there's no one else that talks like that no one there's literally no other Scottish accented people in Star Wars other than Obi-Wan. There is sure as hell been Scottish actors and English actors that in real life sound like that, but they've only ever let two keep that full on accent main characters, two main characters. And that would be Daisy Ridley's Ray and Obi-Wan Kenobi by Ewan McGregor. So, I mean, well, and Alec Guinness, but, um, so uh, that's where I immediately went. Um, but yeah, it, I think well, my main argument is for what we're going to get into, but, um, yeah, I, I, I immediately, that was who I gravitated towards right off the bat. Like later I went into the, Oh, it's probably, she's, I think she's Palpatine cause the way she fights and blah, blah, blah. But right off the bat, that the accent was my, and the fact that he had the most lines in that little flash back flat, whatever you dream sequence. Um, so to me that it just made the most sense right off the bat. I was like, Oh, she's a Kenobi. And like Jacob said, Ray Kenobi sounds dope. Yeah. Um, and they could have, they could have maybe they could have used, um, crap. What is her name? Oh my God! I'm drawing blank. <laughs> Kenobi's uh, the Mandalorian chick. That, oh, that. you're talking about uh, you're talking about Bo-Katan's sister. Yes. What's her name? Um, starts with an S. Yeah. Uh, well, when I was thinking about English accents, I was also I wasn't just thinking about Hugh McGregor. It's I was team. thinking about Obi Wan character in general because he originally yeah. had a British accent. <laughs> yeah. So I I was thinking maybe maybe. Like they would have pulled some crap that, I mean, it would have been really hard to do because then you're playing off of the non live action. But I mean, they, they could have pulled something like that. She's his granddaughter because he maybe had a love child with Satine. Um, but yeah, my immediate, I remember my immediate being, oh, she's a Kenobi, 100%. Because they don't just let anyone keep, I mean, even John Boyega has a, a British accent. They made him go American. So, I mean, that was just my immediate reaction was, oh, she's Kenobi. So. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I mean, there's not much else I can really say is that, I mean, her her being related to a Kenobi would have been great, uh, or to the Kenobi, I should say. Um, I It would have been really cool because it would have been different. Uh, I know that go back then in like 2014, 2015, we were talking about it. I actually theorized about the Skywalker-Kenobi hybrid. Um, about her being because she was so powerful uh she was so powerful so quickly that's that was the kind of one that i had kind of just toyed with um not to say that it was never going to happen but um yeah it, it would have been really cool and, and quite honestly i probably uh, ultimately i liked the idea of her being a nobody more than anything and then i kind of liked the idea of her being uh a nobody that takes on the surname like she did at the end of the film just not being a palpatine and then Obi-Wan, then Palpatine, then Skywalker is kind of the run that I that I go down. Um, but uh, yeah, it would have been cool because it would have brought Obi-Wan back into the fold and he yeah. wasn't used enough as he should have been. And um, 
so I would have loved to have seen that. It's, it's a bummer that uh, that it got so switched up so much, and that's something we can get into right now. And I know this is kind of what we want to talk about the most here. And we have about fifteen to twenty minutes or so to talk about this. And this can be open. We can have back and forth conversations, points for point, whatever we want to do. Uh, so whoever wants to start first, if anybody wants to well, uh, start it off. Well, I just want to say real quick about the Kenobi thing. Like, can you imagine if you know? So Kenobi failed to you know, save Anakin from turning to the dark side. Can you imagine if Ray Kenobi saved Ben Solo slash Skywalker from falling to the dark side? Like it would have been like, she would make up for her circle grandfather's mistakes. It would have been amazing. But, but yeah, we can get into that back and forth stuff as well. I'm going first since you guys always have started today. Yes. Um, I, the most telling thing to me is Jake, can you read the, uh, I believe it's the first line of what she said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> Brian, I like when he puts you up there, man. It, I hate um, it. Um, I feel okay, like so, I'm talking to myself. <laughs> uh, okay. So it says, let me see. Da, da, da. So it, it came to episode nine, and JJ pitched me the film and was like, oh, yeah, Palpatine is granddaddy. Then two weeks later, he was Hope like, he didn't oh, say that. <laughs> he said, oh, we're not sure. So I kept changing. So then even as we were filming, I wasn't sure what the answer was going to be. Okay. You you left out the part, the actual part that I wanted you to read. What was the Obi-Wan part? No, the read the from the beginning, the very first part. At the beginning, there was toying with an Obi-Wan connection. Then there okay. were different okay. versions. Oh, wait, wait. Okay. So that's the Force Awakens. Then keep going. There were so it says with an Obi Wan connection. There were different versions. Then it really went to it was no one. That's the last Jedi. Yes, and then in episode nine, and then episode nine. So, so the so the oh, before you, the article actually says here and going to your point, Brian. It says it appears Abram had no no idea uh, what to do with the film when he drew, when he co-wrote the force awakens which the last jedi director ryan johnson derailed then abrams had to rethink his original plan after coming back for the rise of skywalker okay so all i hear from that is disney never had a, a, <coughs> excuse me i'm getting mad now. it's be, it's because you're not you're not solo oh dude <laughs> disney uh, disney sith lord is force choking you <laughs> It's just going to hang out down there. <laughs> go. go ahead, Brian. Go ahead. All I'm hearing from that. Now I lost my voice. All I've heard from that whole statement is Disney never had a plan with Star Wars. Never. Never. Not one. Not one second. Did they plan this movie out past even the first one? Okay. And that is the biggest flaw of this whole entire trilogy. Every single one of Lucas's films was planned out. And that's why as much as the prequels are like, eh, they're still beloved for the most part. They're just a little bit not, you get compared to the first ones. This had no direction from the get-go. They literally just went, Okay, we're going to make another Star Wars movie, except this time the, the main character is going to be a girl and she's going to discover that she's force sensitive. And then there's going to be a stormtrooper that goes from being a stormtrooper to joining the good guys. And then Kylo Ren is Ben Solo's 
uh, Harrison Ford and uh, Carrie Fisher's son. That's it. I don't care what you say. They didn't get farther than that. And the, it's so messy. And for her to just confirm it is just, di- to me, is Disney just saying we b- just went for the bankroll. Yeah, and, and to add to add what you're saying, Brian, I from my perspective, I'm going to put 98% of the blame on Lucasfilm, Kathleen Kennedy, etc. Um, I'm not going to put as much on the directors because they were told, do what you want. Exactly. And they did exactly what they wanted to. And so and for those who... And for those who are putting blame on the directors, uh, I kind of take a step back and rethink that because that's not true. JJ did exactly what he was supposed to do. He was given a job to start a trilogy off and then it was going to be handed off to someone else. And it's Disney's fault for not making sure that the story was going to be continuity based through three films. Exactly. And here's the thing. Here is why the Mandalorian is so good is because Filoni and Favreau planned their shit out they think about it and they connect it to the meaning in the story of star wars this was clearly the movies were clearly done just to put out star wars movies that's it there is no there is no reasoning behind any of these movies there's the mandalorian feloni feloni did a, a five minute little dialogue explaining the prequels and how it was so planned out. There was none of that. None of that with the trilogies. And I will fight to the day that anyone says that there is. Because you... I mean, all the evidence is there. I don't think anybody could even argue with you. No, it's so clear. By her saying that there was nothing, they didn't have an idea in the first one. They tried to start it again in the second one by saying she's nobody. And then changing it again while they are filming it is absurd. It's absolutely insane. I agree. Um, Gio, what are your thoughts on this, man? That's all I'm saying, Brian. Dune has Dune has an opportunity. Like it's right there. <laughs> the throne is empty. <laughs> but look. I don't know. I don't know, Gio. I don't know, man. There's a there's a franchise that's on on the horizon that's going to space that might take that throne. I don't know if you guys saw that news today. Fast and Furious, Fast and going Furious to space. is officially going to space. Ne- for Fast Isn't and it Furious Mission time. Impossible going to space? I thought you were talking about Mission Impossible. No, Fast say, and Furious is officially going to space. They confirmed it today. Look, one movie isn't going to dethrone a forty year franchise. Let's relax. <laughs> go ahead, Gio. Go ahead. Sorry, sorry. No, you're, you're uh, Brian. Brian's absolutely right. And you know what? Oh, hey Keith, how you doing? This goes beyond just a trilogy. You know, remember when they tried to do uh, a trilogy installment, solo movie, trilogy installment, solo movie, trilogy installment, solo or anthology, whatever the hell you want to call it. Solo movie? Well, yeah. (laughs) Solo. But they, I mean, you can make an argument that Disney has not handled this properly, uh, property, you know, correctly, you know, as. And that's surprising because look at Marvel, you know, look at Marvel under the same company. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and you know, uh, as much as I, you know, was happy about Kathleen Kennedy, I I think, uh, 
I think she needs to go. I mean, because her time, she, her time is up. Her time yeah. is up. Her time is definitely up, you know. Um, and granted, not 100% of it is on her fault, you know, uh, but it, it happened under her watch. And, you know, there's a reason why not a lot of people revisit this trilogy other than maybe The Force Awakens, you know, which I still have a fun time watching. But to Brian's point, you know, it's just uh, every, every movie, it was like uh, they, they wanted to do something different. And by the time it was at the end, even though it was unexpected and surprising, it, it still felt a little like forced, no pun. But yeah, I mean, there's not much more to say about it. Star Wars only works when it's planned out. That's literally. Well, at least the basic structure. And then yeah. you adapt as you go along. But the thing is, and look, this is the argument people are going to try to use. They're going to say, George Lucas didn't plan that Leia was Luke's sister. George Lucas didn't plan that Vader was Luke's father. Okay, but that wasn't a, this was at the time that was an original trilogy being constructed. He was still figuring it out. That's totally fine. Like when Denny Villeneuve's working on his Dune franchise if he he may have a plan for the next two movies but he may adjust a little bit here and there based on ideas he has on the way george lucas was presenting that to us for the first time when they went into making the force awakens this franchise has had been around for 40 years it was all of the lore was already there the prequels added so much lore to it the and whether or not it's canon or not the video games the comics all that stuff added so much lore to it so when you have this, George Lucas had nothing to lose when he made that first trilogy at the time. Now you have this huge foundation, this huge gigantic uh, mountain of success and beloved things that people have been cherished for so many years. And you're just like, let's just te let's just throw a couple of things in there that tease where who Ray is or what the plan is, and we'll figure it out later. JJ, do whatever you want. Ryan, start working on the script. Uh, based on JJ's script and just do whatever you want. Like what? That doesn't make any sense. And the thing is, I don't care. I, I'm not just butthurt that, that she didn't end up being a Kenobi. It's more about choose something like just choose an idea and stick with it. Even if it's a nobody, that's totally fine. Just stick with it. And even if it's a Palpatine start, make that the plan from the beginning and stick with it. I just, you can't, they treated and look characters like Ray and characters like Kylo and look, I love Finn and Poe and, and a bunch of those other characters, but look, the, the characters that we latch onto are, is our Obi-Wan's, our Luke's, our Han's, our Leia's like the, the main characters in the forefront. And while, and while I do enjoy those other characters, there wasn't the, the movies didn't depend on their those characters working. It depended on Ray and Kylo working. And I actually thought they planned Kylo's story out pretty damn well, to be honest. But like I don't have other than maybe the is third the, film, story is the easiest one to plan. Yeah, that's true. But I just think they didn't mess Kylo up too much. Like they I, got I will I will also say that for for what for what's all being said and discussed tonight, they didn't yeah. really I mean, Ray, Ray's arc isn't no, terrible. No, no, either. no. I'm not saying it's, it's terrible. It's not terrible. It's, not. it's just no, no, no. it's just the way that it was handled as far as yeah. the creatives behind this 
this trilogy and it's it's pretty ridiculous because how stupid are you to not realize that you're handling the biggest franchise of all yeah. time? You're handling the literally the biggest franchise of all time, the one that has that changed film forever 40 years ago. Created the where movies have, have been just uh you know these are inspirational films for 40 years to come like movies are still being based off of what star wars created all those years ago um and for them to and it's funny because we're not talking about like a a, a supporting character or the son or daughter of like this character we're talking about the lead of the trilogy the lead of the trilogy and they don't have the story down they made her like, own theme it they exactly they literally she is the only one or well her and kylo both of them have themes in in the scores john williams created themes for them and you don't have her story down you need to go into that movie expecting to make six of these and have a have an effing plan yeah. have a plan for what i don't care if you don't have a plan for anything else if you have a plan for your main characters you will have everything else figured out everything else will fall into place but you don't have a plan for someone like Ray. And it, it just, it, it also upsets me because her character arc wasn't bad. Now it just makes me wonder what we could have actually gotten. Yeah. Like if Ryan Johnson directed all three or if JJ directed all three, or if there was the same writer on three with different directors or whatever, like it just, it really makes me upset. Like what we could have gotten, except we got, three movies that are inconsistent with each other. And yes, I'll admit that because it's true, even though I like them, it's true because you had directors who were told, yeah, we want you to make your star Wars, but you're doing three movies that are supposed to be a, essentially one giant movie. How can you do that? You can't, <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's impossible. It doesn't work. We saw what happened early on with Marvel in 08 when they try to do that with an Iron Man two, it didn't work. It, it doesn't work. And so it just it baffles me that all these years later they they don't know how to handle it. And to Gio's point, Kathleen kind of needs to go. She needs to go. I don't know who steps in. I don't know if it's a Favreau Filoni because I love what they're doing on television. I don't know if it's a consulting role for Feige. I don't know if it's someone new coming in who is fresh into the Star Wars world who's not dealing with it right now. But she needs to go. Star Wars needs a new direction from new people. And and they they and it sucks to say, but they need to start over. The films need to start over. They have the TV down. They have Obi Wan. They have Mandalorian. They have all the rumors with Ahsoka and all this type of stuff. But if Star Wars is the big screen, it's a tentpole. And if you can't figure it out, then get your ass out. Like yeah, get they need, away they need from to put it. One person in charge. Somebody who knows Star Wars and knows they need to pull the Marvel. They need to pull the movies. Marvel. Yeah, they definitely do. And he's saying I'm wrong about Kylo. Look, Keith, I was going to say, I don't, they, where they fumbled Kylo was in the rise of Skywalker. That's where they, everything before that. I loved it with Kylo, even in the last Jedi. And I love the Ray and Kylo relationship. And I even love the, I still love the Ray character. I want to, I, I want to see her back. I'm the one who kept saying they're going to make episode 10, but after hearing all this, they're not, they're probably not going to make episode 10, but I they're just They're not going to make an episode 10. They're going to make us a, a, a movie based around Ray. It's not going to be episode 10. Well, I want, we talk about this all the time. I want, like, the thing is, they never give us what, not that they should give us what they want, but they never give us the obvious thing that makes sense. Like, Ray rebuilding the Jedi Order makes sense. 
that absolutely makes sense, and they're not going to do it. I ho- I hope they do. Well, because Luke built a Jedi Order and he failed. But she sh- maybe she can get it right. You know. I just think it's it's ironic to me that their biggest problem is aspirations for future before they've established the groundwork. What is the one movie out of Disney's brand news that worked? Rogue One. Rogue One. Because it went to one movie. One. I mean, wouldn't you say The Force Awakens did? It didn't. They didn't plan well, no. out that, and look what happened. The Force Race, the Force Awakens worked, but it, in retrospect, if you, it looks like it doesn't because the rest of the films. But wait a minute, I mean, what, what are we saying worked? We're not talking about money, right? Because all of them no. work. If we're talking Which, about money. You don't hear people say Rogue One is trash. No, you I, don't. I love Rogue One. I Rogue appreciate One it more and more every day. Rogue One is fantastic. What, what ones failed? The two ones that they tried to do multiple movies with. The 7, 8, and 9. And they tried to jump Solo before it even got off the ground. They, I think, for honestly, for Solo, they were like, we're going to play in this character. We're going we're gonna to tell his backstory. And then we're going to somehow bring Darth Maul back into this. Solo didn't make sense. After they killed the original OG Han Solo, why would you go back and do one right after Right away. Years. It's just it. It's again. I, I love Solo. I love Solo too. It's my second favorite or third favorite movie. But the thing is, I love Lando. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, I love Chewie. They went okay. We're gonna make a trilogy about Solo. Okay. Cool. Make the first movie and or do the plan for the first one and then plan out the rest. Don't just go, okay, we're going to make solo and then we'll figure it out. And they barely did that because they kicked Phil Lord and Chris Miller off two critically acclaimed directors and brought in Ryan. Uh, what's his name? What's Howard? What's oh, Ron Howard. 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 Yeah. yeah. Ron Howard. Mm-hmm. So they barely did that one. I actually like, like we talk about all the time on Pat on podcast. I love solo as a movie. It still wasn't a good idea. I love it, but it still wasn't a good idea in the first place. But it honestly, like, I mean, I got to look at it again, but it's like, I mean, I, I still love the force awakens no matter what, because the problems with the whole entire trilogy come after the force awakens. But now that we know they didn't have a plan, it makes the force awakens look bad because they didn't have a plan. But I still just, if you just watch it, I still love that movie. I love Rogue One. I love Solo. I don't hate The Last Jedi like I used to, but, um, and I don't even hate The Rise of Skywalker, but it's my, it's, it's my but worst again, one out of the new five. The Last Jedi is a completely different movie from Force Awakens. Yeah. It's, and that just shows. They were just like, okay, you do you mo- your movie, you do your movie, you do your movie. And just make it with these same characters. Ryan, but the throne room room scene, man. Praetorian guards, come on. No, that's great. <laughs> but like if they were gonna do a last Jedi style, it should have been from the get-go. Yeah. They should have planned it out. Well, any last thoughts, guys? I mean, we can go on this for 
hours. Yeah, but Jake looks like any, he's right. Any last thoughts to wrap it up? No, I no no no. You're I was just my my hands bother me, so I had to take my my brace off for a little bit. Um, no, the last the last thing I say is Kathleen Kennedy's got to go. Um, they they have to start over. Yeah, it, it sucks because we're she's gonna get another six figure job though. I mean, we're we're five six years no, into this. I know that they announced three more movies, but they need to start over and start from scratch. And and honestly, I'll wait another ten years if we get an absolutely perfectly trilo- perfect trilogy. I don't care. Like Star Wars is an enigma to me. It's it's an event. Um, it's, it's the thing and it's one of the, it's the thing in movies I look forward to the most. And if I have to Me wait too. five, six, eight, ten 10 years for it to be good and consistent, I'll be fine with that. So yeah. it's honestly a good thing that this pandemic is going on for star Wars. Cause it's making them sit more yeah. property longer. And to Jake's play. point, I mean, we bad mouth star Wars this whole time and it's not star Wars fault. It's Lucasfilm's fault for how they're handling it right now. And I love star star Wars is my number one franchise. It always will be. And I just, just do something different. I honestly, I used to not think this way. Now I just want them to stay away from everything that we know, go make a new trilogy. They are brand new Jedi. I want, give me Jedi and Sith though, still, but Make it brand new characters we don't know. You guys remember that Monday Night Football first trailer for The Force Awakens? Yeah. Or second trailer. First full trailer. Man, yep. that, was, that was an event. Tears. Tears and shivers or chills, whatever. <laughs> what? <laughs> a great way to end, Jacob. Great yes. way to end. Is that a new t-shirt or no? No. no. Okay. All right, guys. Well, thank you for joining us on this episode of Apocalypse Now. I know a lot of negativity, but look, we all love Star Wars so much. So we're, we're going to address this when, when things like this come up. So uh, I'm your host, Jacob Barley. That is Jake Berlin, Brian Avicino, Gio Ramos. And if you haven't already, please subscribe. Check out our next show on Tuesday. Check out the casting table when it comes out. And of course, find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, everything at Apocalypse Movies. Since we'll Keith's here, all. put up the video, the movie he's watching. Oh yeah, Keith, oh, if you're knows. still watching, bud. Keith, um, if you're still watching. Oh, I just deleted the image, actually. You're watching uh, Troy. Yeah. You're watching Troy. There Troy. you go. Troy. Agamemnon. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, guys. See ya. <laughs>